Hello, and welcome to the Mom Strong Podcast. Uh, if you're watching this in the Facebook group, hello, happy Monday. If you're listening to this in the podcast, hello, happy Tuesday. Um, if you're in the Facebook group, it is the last day for early bird pricing on the Messy Bun and Getting Goals Done program. So make sure that you are heading to the link at craftyourlifecoaching.com slash messy bun. You can grab that through the end of the day on May 10th. Um, and then the bundle pricing goes on May 11th for macros for moms plus messy bun and getting goals done. You can save some money when you bundle those. So you can go to craftyourlifecoaching.com slash messy bun or slash M4, the number four M. And at the very bottom there is the bundle package for you. So, um, and hi, I didn't even say hi to you all this morning. Hello, I'm Jen. Super excited you're here. I'm the Badass Moms Health and Life Coach. And I want to remind you to take what works for you and ditch what doesn't. And today we're going to talk about um, a few tools to help with emotional eating. Because it's really common. It's a really common phrase uh, that's thrown around as emotional eating. And um, and as we know, our emotions create our reactions and our actions. And so I want to give you a few tools. I've mentioned, I'm going to mention a few other episodes that I've done in the past. So I don't like spend our time today going over all of those things that I've already talked about. Um, but a few new things that you may not have heard me talk about. And so the the thing with emotional eating is I know I have clients that I work with that can catch it ahead of time. They know when it's coming. They know their triggers. It's like when the kid does this or the partner does this or when work is like this, they know that they're going to reach for food. There are other clients that I work with that they do it and then they're like, oh my gosh, I just emotionally ate. So in the moment, it feels like they just kind of like go blind for a second or go, you know, into a flow state for a second. And then they come out of it and they're like, oh crap, I did it again. So I'll address both of those. So it's not just if you are aware of it will help create more awareness and then also hope, hopefully help you create more awareness if you are kind of getting that just like, I don't know, like that automatic eating state where you just don't really know what you're doing until after you're finished with it. So the first thing that I want to say is to make a plan. So around food in general, you got to have a plan, got to have a plan. So make a, make a plan for eating each week. That can be a meal plan. You've heard it a million times, but I think where a lot of meal plans fail is that we go into a meal plan with such an optimistic point of view that we're like, this is the week I start eating radishes. I don't know. Maybe you like radishes. I don't necessarily enjoy them. But you put these things in your meal plan that are unrealistic. And so then when the slightest thing triggers you, it's a barrier. You already have a barrier. Like, oh, man, radishes. Like, oh, I put kale down. Man, bummer. And that's a barrier. And then you're already in an emotional state when you're emotionally eating. So, of course, you're not going to eat the kale. (laughs) And so I do recommend making a, a plan for eating each week, prepping towards that, buying the groceries for it. But then... In, and, and and a big key that a lot of people miss is talking to their family about it. So that, again, another barrier is when you're like, oh, I had, you know, I was going to make fish tacos. And then you get there and your husband's like, oh, fish. And the kid's like, oh, fish. And you're like, oh, fine, we'll just do chicken nuggets, right? Or whatever, takeout, whatever. So really talking to your family and getting their buy-in on it as much as possible. But then what I teach my macro clients is that in the morning, you really want to make sure that you review that plan first thing in the morning. You're like, what was my meal plan for today? What did I pre-track in my fitness pal? What did I tell myself on Sunday that I was going to eat today, which is Wednesday? And make sure that that still jives with you. If you're looking at it and you're like, oh, man, we have to have whatever. You don't have to have anything. The only place you get screwed on with macros is when you don't change the plan in the morning. It's when you get to dinner and you have, you know, your five, 600 calories left. And then you're like, Oh, crap, we're getting takeout. Well, there's 1,200 calories. And so in the morning, just be honest with yourself. Hey, honey, 
Are we still feeling good about burgers and grilled veggies? And if he's like, ah, let's do takeout. Okay, cool. You can absolutely adjust then in the morning, which is awesome. So that will prevent the more emotional eating than being like, well, yeah, I guess I can. And then you just end up eating whatever's easiest. So make a plan for eating each week, pass it by your family, but then review that plan and give yourself permission first thing in the morning so that you can then adjust the rest of your day around what you're really actually most likely going to eat that evening. Um, if, if you are someone who can feel the emotional eating coming on, if you're someone who's like, yep, I know what my triggers are. I generally can feel it. I can like see myself like reaching for the whatever thing that I'm emotionally triggered to eat, whether it's alcohol or fatty foods or really high calorically dense foods that are really sweet and salty and all the things you, if you know that I recommend setting a timer on your phone, having it or a kitchen timer or whatever, setting it for five minutes and giving yourself like a five minute timeout to let the emotional drama kind of turn down the volume on the drama. Because what happens is you react to that emotion right away and then you don't give yourself a chance to even like not react. So a five minute timeout, if you, if you feel it coming on, right? And it's really helpful. I did on episode 97, the instead of list. And this is along that concept as well, where you set that five minute timer and you create a list of what you can do instead. Maybe it's reorganizing the silverware drawer, it's going for a walk, it's journaling, it's reading, it's whatever it is, right? So you set that five minute timer, you give yourself a five minute timeout to turn the volume down on your emotions. And then you create a list of what you can be doing instead in those five minutes. And if you still eat the thing, if you still want to eat it, you still track it. You just have given yourself a little bit of that breathing room and five minutes is a starting point, maybe 10, maybe 15, whatever you feel comfortable with. The five minutes feels the easiest sometimes. You're like, hey, yep, I've been really thinking about that. Yeah, so that second yeah, so bar, I've been really thinking about that glass of wine, I've been really thinking about those Ritz crackers. Okay, I'm going to set a timer for five minutes. I'm going to do something else to just like screech the record to turn the emotional volume down. And then if I still want that food, I'm still going to eat it. That's fine. And I'm still going to track it accurately. But you're giving yourself that like, hey, I'm proving to myself I can give myself some distance from emotion to reaction, emotion reaction. You want to create that pause. So go back to episode 97. I give you more ideas of like the instead of a list of what you can be doing in that five minutes. Um, but that's a good way. If you feel the emotional drama coming up, you can set a five-minute timer, do some breathing, go on a walk, pet the dog, like whatever it is. And then you can come back. And if you still want that food, great. You'll probably have less of it because, again, you've turned that emotional volume down and you're still going to track it honestly. So sometimes you don't feel that emotional reaction. Come on. Sometimes you just like react to it, right? Where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm in the moment. I'm eating the thing. And that's like, it happens. It happens to all of us. And so... And when you, oh, sorry, to add on to the five minute timer, after you're finished, you know, whether the five minute timer went off, you still ate the thing, five minute timer went off, you didn't eat the thing, take a pen and paper, a journal, pen and paper, not like a note in your phone, a pen and paper. And you want to write down what triggered that thing, what you did, and then what happened after that. And that can be whatever, whatever the situation is. Maybe you still ended up eating the whole sleeve of Ritz or whatever. You're just writing that down. Again, you're creating pause. You're creating awareness. You're giving yourself that time to slow down. And the journal isn't the place to be like, I'm the worst. I have no self worth. No, the journal is to be like, here's what happened. Here's what I did. Here's what happened after that. Just to give yourself, and you're going to keep like an emotional eating journal so you can see patterns because so often our, if, if you're not tracking it or writing it down, your brain will tell you one thing, but the reality you might be like, oh my gosh, it's always on Tuesdays when I have a really stressful meeting in the morning and then it's let that snowball and then Tuesday evening's a shit show. You may not be able to see that from your human brain, but if you put it on paper and you review it, you can go, oh wow, it's like every Thursday I do that. 
what is going on there? And then you can dig in and be more of the scientist there instead of going, I don't know why I emotionally eat. There's typically a set of triggers for each person. They're always different, but you can always figure out what that trigger is for you. So the five minute timeout, turn the emotional volume down, create that instead of list. Again, go back to episode 97 to listen to more ideas for that. And then afterwards, take a pen to paper in a, in a separate journal and just write down what happened, what triggered it, and then what, what you did in that five minutes, and then what actually then you um, did afterwards. Like, what did you eat the food? Did you not? How much did you eat? What were your thoughts during that? And then just file it away and then do it the next time. So if you don't recognize it, if you are emotionally reacting and all of a sudden you're knee deep in a, you know, sleeve of Girl Scout cookies and didn't, wasn't part of the plan, doesn't feel good. I want you to still take that journaling time because that's going to create awareness. Again, that journal isn't a place to go like, I hate myself. I can't hold control myself around Girl Scout cookies. It's like, no, the journal is a place to go, okay, what just happened? And you can do it in like a retrospective, introspective, retrospective way um, where you can, if you just like get in that flow state, you're eating the food, don't even know you're doing it. There is going to be a point where you're like, here I am again, I'm doing it again. So take that to your emotional eating journal, write it down, go, here's what happened. Here's what I ate. And then go back and go, what triggered it? Because it doesn't come out of nowhere. No, people aren't just like walking on the sidewalk. Oh, I'm going to eat smudge Oreos. It's like... There actually is a trigger there, but you can do that retrospectively where you can say, okay, yep, I wasn't aware of it enough to stop it and do the five minute timer, but now I actually am going to like take the time to process it. So that's the second step. If you, if you realize, if you don't realize what you're doing in the moment, it's a really good way to, of, of uh, starting to uncover the clues that led you to that emotional eating. And then I tr- all my clients from day one from when I started coaching until day whatever, we will always use tracking as a way to create awareness. If you are not tracking, you are, you are going like this through life. And you can choose to do that, but you choose it as a choice. And then you also choose, then you also realize that you're going to get certain outputs. You're going to get certain outcomes that if you hadn't gone through this, it's still happening whether you're closing your eyes or not. So the tracking it honestly is really key, especially around emotional eating. You're not going to want to do it. Go back to episode, to season two, episode 32. I just did on um, tracking, how tracking can really become a way of being self. It's all about self-honesty. And if you're not going to put it in your tracker and you're not going to create awareness, then you're not going to create an outcome that you most likely want. So whether you did the five minute timer and you still ate the sleeve of whatever that didn't feel good, didn't feel alignment, wasn't part of the plan, wasn't in your macros, or you got in the flow state and you still were like eating and out of control and then you journaled it, you still want to track it and put it in your tracker because again, that's data and tracking creates behavior change. I can't tell you how many clients have said, wow, when I really started being honest with myself and seeing my macros go in the red or being honest with myself and putting down the extra two bites, that mindset shift was so powerful for them because they were able to go, man, it's not how I wanted to eat. And I journaled about it and I realized I'm starting to realize the triggers, the emotional things behind it. I'm starting to see patterns and just be, just take that pause afterwards. to like, okay, yep, I'm going to be honest about this. But then no matter what, if you are tracking honestly, and I talk about this again in episode, season two, episode 32, is you can instead feel pride because you were honest with yourself. Instead of walking around with your hands over your eyes going, I'm just not going to track it because that's shame. You're creating your own shame. And so the way you untangle that shame and create, and it's going to be uncomfortable. I'm not going to say it's going to be like, woohoo, I tracked honestly. Like, look at me eating all the Oreos. Like, it's not going to feel great. 
but it's better than not tracking honestly, which you go, I know I didn't really track honestly. And then also shaming yourself for it. So instead you can say, yep, I tracked honestly and I'm really proud of myself for the fact that I tracked honestly. Maybe not for what you ate. Maybe you're not proud of yourself for, you know, emotionally eating or eating more than you'd planned or whatever it is, but at least you are freaking being honest with yourself. That sense of pride. And that, again, is an emotional eating thing where it's like, I I emotionally ate because I was triggered by whatever, whatever your trigger is, and then I didn't track it, and so I have shame, and now you're in this like cyclical, 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 where you're doing the same thing over and over again. Or when you start untangling one of the back-end emotions, which is shame, because you're not going to track it accurately, if you start tracking it accurately, then at least you untangle that shame spiral, and then you can go to the emotional trigger piece, the what's, what's the thing that's triggering you, right? By using that, by having a plan at the beginning of the day, by using, if you feel the emotions coming up, setting a five-minute timer, creating a list of what you can do instead, and then journaling afterwards, even if you didn't eat, and even if you didn't eat the thing. So say that it worked ideally where it's like, felt the emotions, really wanted to have the thing I didn't plan for. So I set a five-minute timer. I went on a walk. Awesome. And then I didn't eat the thing. You freaking journal that and you celebrate it and you give yourself a high five. And same thing. If you emotionally ate, didn't even realize you were in it and you go, oh crap, I did it again. You grab your journal, you write it out and you write and then track it. And then you go, wow, I'm really proud of myself for this because I actually stopped. I paused, I wrote in my journal and I'm good to go. So I hope this makes sense. I think it's a really good, um, it's a really good like way to tackle emotional eating because it's not about the food. It's not about the donut or the kale or the chocolate or the wine or the salad or the chicken or it's never about the food. It's about the emotions we're attaching to it. And if you can take one of these tips, again, having, I'll rewind a real, real, real quick review, having a plan for each week, talking to your family about it, making sure they are on board. And then in the morning, each morning, reviewing that plan saying, hey, are we still on board with this? So that if you are tracking macros, you can adjust your macros and fit in if the plan does change, right? No big deal. Plans will change. The, but the sooner you can get that heads up, the better you can make it fit with your nutrition. Second thing, if you feel the emotions coming up, you're feeling yourself getting emotionally triggered, five minute timeout if you feel it coming on, create a list of what you can do instead, and then journaling afterwards, having an emotional eating journal, journaling afterwards about what happened, what triggered me, what did I eat or not eat. If you find yourself emotionally eating and you're like, oh man, I'm already in it, shoot. Then if you don't realize it and you can't set the five minute timer, you eat the thing already, Take it to your journal, journal what happened, back end it and be like, hey, okay, this is what triggered me. This is what I ate. This is what I felt afterwards. Okay, data, shut it down. And then after both of those situations, you track it honestly because tracking creates behavior change. Do not beat yourself up. You are taking awareness and awareness is a giant, longer than most people anticipate (laughs) journey to getting to then having behavior change. But you have to create consistent awareness first before you jump into behavior change. Instead of feeling guilt because you ate the thing, feel pride because you were honest with yourself and then use that journal as like putting on your scientist hat, being aware of what's going on, what's triggering you, how you can change it in the future. And those are my tools to help with emotional eating. So I hope that helps. Let me know. Um, The way you can like let me know is obviously head over to Instagram, coachjennifer.t.johnson. Let me know if this, if this, if you start using these tools, when you start using these tools, how they change your behavior, how they change first, not not even your behavior, how they first change your awareness. (laughs) And then how your behavior starts following after that once you continually create awareness using those tools. 
and screenshot the episode, share it in all the things, tag me on it. I would love to hear how you're using it. Um, reminder, if you're in the Facebook group and watching this on May 10th, Messy Bunny getting goals done. Uh, early bird pricing right now. That early bird pricing ends at midnight central time uh, on May 10th. Otherwise, you can actually go ahead and get the bundle as well. If you were interested in nutrition, you're hearing me talk about macros and it's a foreign concept or something you maybe you've tried but not loved, I would highly recommend Macros for Moms. That is coming on May 24th. It'll be ready to go. Um, but you can get the bundle price too if you're like, hey, I know it's about nutrition. I want to learn about nutrition, but I also want to learn how to actually implement it, get to that goal of whatever your goal is, with weight loss, feeling good, you know, whatever it is, running the marathon. So there's a bundle price if you get the messy bun and getting goals done, as well as macros for moms. I would highly recommend bundling them together. If you have any inkling of like, I want to learn about nutrition, but I also have bigger goals and want to implement that, the way to go is that bundle discounted price. Otherwise, you can purchase them separately. You can start macros for moms and go, oh crap, I actually have a bigger goal and I actually want to make this a bigger goal. And then you can like, you know, purchase the other one afterwards. But bundling them together is really the best way because you'll get both of those support tools. So that's what I got. You guys are amazing. Um, and I will talk to you next time. Ooh, here we go.